You're listening to the Pittsburgh Piledriver. What the hell is that? Podcast. Hi, it's the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. There's sirens out about more orcas. Things are burning around fire. Speaking of burning it on fire, I've got beef here. He's burning loins are on fire, and we're going to maybe unpack that later. <laughs> unpack, get it? Hey, Poot the Bard is here also. His his loins might be on fire. I don't know. Uh, generally, he's not a fellow that tends to do firing things. But, uh, you know, hell, let's roll the dice and see if he gets a little spark in his trousers. Trouser spar. What do I know? I'm ransom. You know me. I'm always on fire. I'm a bundle of knives and fire. Tiger Bomb Tom will be along shortly. He's doing tiger face butter on the toast things. And uh, yeah, so we got picks tonight. We got a double pick a so This is going to be exciting. We've got uh, Paycheck, WWF uh, Paycheck. We've got uh, IWEAW. Uh, fall out, all out, roll out, E rolling. A sports. It's in the game. Yeah, we got that. So we got two episode, two things to do here tonight. Uh, maybe Tom will come to a thing. Maybe I don't know. But look, before we do picks for either show, before we do the standings, we'll have some banter. Uh, give Tom a little bit of time. If we run out of things to talk about or banter about, or if it gets too late and uh, Beef decides to pull the trigger on picks, then uh, we'll uh, we'll do picks at that time. <clears throat> Pardon me, that was inappropriate and gross. Uh, but yeah, look, ooh, happened again. Uh, ooh, a little bit of sick, a little bit of sick came up on that one. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Before we do picks, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a fight. Yay! We're gonna have an argument. We're going to have some loud raised voices because I don't know if it's going to go the way you think it's going to go. It maybe, maybe not. But in any case, I might not be good at picking results of wrestling paper events. That much is clear by my history of my picks. And also when beef gives the standings, that much will be blatantly clear. Not good at that. But what I am good at is predicting events that happen in the wrestling world, such as the event that happened on Sunday. No, no. I'm not talking about All Out or All In, which was a great sports event. Yeah. I'm talking about the event that happened backstage nearly a year to the day (laughs) from the Gripe Bomb. We have the Jungle Bomb. CM Punk gets into it with Jack Perry in the back, both suspended. Allegedly, there was some tussling, some roughings up, and there was a heated conversation that he had with Tony Khan. And allegedly, he said something about, I'm leaving, or I hate this place, or this is all just grouchy goo bear, poo-poo, wah-wah, and uh, stormed off. So let's talk about... Beef's favorite boy in the world, Filbert Brookington, <laughs> a.k.a. Dr. Hissy Fitz himself, the man that has his undies in a bundle every moment of every day. 
C M boohoo wear my baby pants. Okay. So I, I obviously I want to hear from beef. However, and I, and I want beef because he's usually really, 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 really on with these things. I, I got to know. I've heard both sides of the story where it was Jungle Boy was the one who initiated things. I've heard that Punk was the one who initiated things, like actually turned it physical. Um, I've heard uh, uh, Mr. Brook, uh, Brookside. Um, I'm Mr. Brookside. Wah. The um, uh, I've heard him uh, that that he said he was going to leave and that he quit and that he hated this place. I've heard it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of like different accounts of what happened. So what is the actual Canon event and beef for people who don't know what happened? Could you fill them in? Uh, I will give as much of the accounts as we quote unquote know about. And I say that because you know, once again, the wrestling media knows nothing. Um, so, like, what we know about could all be fucking fictional. Here's what's being reported currently. Uh, all right. So, obviously, you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. CM Punk, Jack Perry having a tiff. You know, Jack Perry wanted to use real glass in his spot. CM Punk said something to the effect of, no, you're not doing that. Take that shit to dynamite. And, like, that was kind of that. CM Punk forcing himself to be the locker room leader. Because, as you know, the best way to be a leader is to tell everybody that you're the leader. So, um, come to All In. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, pre-show, Jack Perry and Hook are having their match. And they have a car involved. The, 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 the limo that Jack Perry came in on. And they do a spot where Jack dumps Hook onto the windshield. And then Jack gets in the camera and goes, yes, that was real glass. Cry me a river. Obviously a callback to their, you know, tiff. That is all facts at this point. What happens then is depending on your point of view and how it's being reported. But the, the the closest thing that seems to be accepted is that Punk was waiting in Gorilla, as Punk does because he's a hothead who was, you know, again, I'm the leader, what are you doing? Um, And Jack came down and Allegedly, it went down that Punk says, you got something to say to me? And Jack Perry says, yup. And he repeated it, except word for word. Yes, that was real glass. Cry me a river. At which point, there was chest bumping and probably some Tim the Toolman Taylor grunting for position. Uh, reportedly, testosterone was in the air. And Frank Constanza could be heard yelling down the corridor, you want a piece of me? <laughs> um, at some point either in this fracas or after Punk's match and again there's not a lot of gray area because this is all kind or there, there is a lot of gray area because this is all kind of happening in the same time frame Punky and Joe were not supposed to lead off all in they pulled an audible to get Punk on the first match and get him out of there 
And we joked about that in my living room, saying, ha, 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 they're getting Punk on the show and getting him out, getting him his private charter plane with his Pepsi and his muffins and his $800 million. Ha, 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 go home, Punk. Little did we know that that was, you know, the truth. So, at some point in the fracas, some monitors apparently fell on Tony Khan. And oh, Samoa oh, Joe no. had to separate it. So, so at, at some point it got physical. CM Punk, so again, this is based upon what I read. CM Punk, again, being the quote-unquote leader, said, I'm going to stop this from being an actual fight and put him in an MMA choke to stop fisticuffs from happening. At which point Samoa Joe intervened, thinking, this is the biggest match of my fucking career. Fucking stop it, you dummies. And separated the two. CM Punk and Samoa Joe proceeded to go out and tear the house down. Had a great match. Uh, not as good as their matches were fucking 20 years ago, but hey, you know, for being 20 years apart, I I'll give them credit. They, they went out there and they performed very well. With Punk finishing the match with the uh, the Pepsi Plunge. And looking very, like, goodbye-ish. Telling people goodbye, like he was his send-off. At that point, and I don't know at which point the monitors fell on Tony, whether it was during the fracas or when Punk went to the back. But apparently Punk went to Tony Khan and gave him a verbal undressing. And he said he hates it here. And that he quits. And then, I think Monday, word came out that there were suspensions. Then Tuesday, word came out that CM Punk was never told he had a suspension. Uh, that was by, he was he was not told that until he heard it on, I think he heard it on television. Uh, so, who knows what's going on. Here's the real fucking tragedy. Ricky Starks has been working a great angle with CM Punk and the real world's title. And that was supposed to be the main event of All Out with CM Punk versus Ricky Starks for the real world championship. Ricky Starks has been running a um, suspension angle because they didn't have anything for him at all in. So they let him be a mouthpiece and let him be kind of a manager slot for a couple guys. To keep him active, keep him in people's, you know, eyesight, but have an excuse for him not to be on All In. Uh, obviously, I, I should say, it appears obvious to me <laughs> that that's probably not going to happen. Uh, what happens in instead? We'll see, because right now I don't think that All Out has a clear main event. I think it's very clear that they were relying on that, and it... Punk may come back for the show. That might be his swan song. Punk may not. Um, I think that Tony Khan's in a very difficult place right now. But at the end of the day, like, you know, Ricky Starks is the guy that's really kind of taken on the chin here. Because Jungle Boy will be back. Like, that's not, you know... That's never going to change. Like, he's a pillar. He's going to be back. CM Punk might be back, may not be back. Uh, depends on 
the discussions between Punk and Tony, which I understand that relationship has soured, which, you know, going to your boss and saying, I hate it here, and you're a dumbass who allows children to work for you, is never a great way to foster any relationship. Uh, nope. And I think the network, the, 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 the network probably has a strong hand in this as well. We'll see if the WB has anything to say about it. But, um, yeah, this is just really unfortunate that this has happened again. Um, as far as my own personal feelings, it's mostly disappointment um, and, and a little bit of resentment because, you know, I, I will never be convinced that CM Punk was not one of the best. The problem is, is that he never got out of his own way. And every time that it felt like he was, like, right there, like, he blew himself up. Uh, there was an incident, I think we mentioned it a little, uh, a while ago, with CM Punk and Julio De Niro and uh, Raven and Impact before Impact became big. CM Punk was on the uh, the NWA TNA roster uh, far before it became anything different and uh, was probably his closest shot at being big before he got over and got into a scuffle with, I think, both Julio De Niro and Raven, which cost him his job there. Enter WWE, where he had a pretty decent track record of keeping his mouth shut and doing what he was told. Mostly, I think, because he was no longer, like, the big fish there. He had to uh, sit under the learning tree, as it were, and uh, earn the the respect of the locker room, which he did. He had Mike Skill's you know, hitherto unseen since The Rock. The dude could captivate, and still can, he could captivate the best on the mic. And his work ethic was pretty good. Very few people could outwork CM Punk in a wrestling match. Um, and, and like I kind of lamented before, and I don't, I don't want to try to, like, walk over myself here. It's, it's, it's unfortunate because I don't think that he hit the level that he should have hit. But more importantly, you know, he says, when, when he came back, he said he's coming back for the young guys. And I think that, you know, yeah, he had a chance to get Max over, but they never really got to resolve their thing because of him getting injured and then the great bomb. And then he had a chance to get Ricky over, and now he's missing, he's messed that up because of Brawlin. So, like, yeah, all right, Punk, maybe you are there for the young guys, and maybe you are going to try to put people over, but you got to, you know, fucking calm your tits, buddy, because this is just... The, the whole thing's unfortunate. And, and like I said, I, I, I said it two or three times, that Punk made himself the leader the locker room leader. 
he, you know, there were there were there were there were times where he, you know, kind of referred to himself or was referred to as like an Undertaker style locker room manager. And again, like you can't just thrust that upon yourself. You have to earn it. And I don't think he ever earned the respect. I, I don't quote Booker T very often, mostly because it's mostly shucky ducky and oh yeah. But Booker T said something that was very salient that CM Punk never really gained the respect of the young guys in the locker room of AEW. And it shows. I um I, I think that's the case. Um, and I think, and I, I, I don't want to, I don't know how to put this. I, I don't want, um, I don't want it to come off like I'm just being cross here, but I firmly believe that the reason that Punk said, <laughs> I'm here for the young guys, part of it was him going, I want to get my foot in the door here. I really believe that. I believe that part of it was him getting his foot in the door. Just that, like, like, hey, I'm here for the young guys. These guys are the future. I want to help them. I want them to send them to the learning tree. But on his terms, all on his terms. And the thing is, it really, I, I think I've said this before in, in kind of talking about, talking about punk. You either, and it is this old chestnut, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I, 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 it, it's, it's 100% true. Punk, Punk is now, in this scenario, I feel like everything that he hated. I do. And... I like the whole thing of being the real world champ. I think it set up long-term storytelling. I thought it was it was kind of interesting, but here we are. Punk's attitude, Punk's bullshit got in the way. I I I I if and we you see it with a bunch of with with numerous numerous people. Man, if he could just stay out of his own fucking way, he'd be un Unstoppable. Unstoppable. But he just doesn't. And he won't. And he never will. And I think if they bring him back, they got to lean real hard into, into the whole, I'm a heel, fuck you, fuck these young guys. They don't know what, they have no respect. They got to lean into that shit. Lean into it. Because if they don't, and they try to have punk do punk things, it's just not going to work. It will not work. The end. Period. I I think... I don't think he's coming back to AEW. Um, I don't. Uh, I just, like, you know, this, this, this feels irreconcilable. And short of Warner Brothers going, no, 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 no. We paid for CM Punk. You're giving us CM Punk. Like I, I don't, I don't see him coming back. I think another big, 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 <clears throat> you know, problem here is that he splintered the locker room. You know, see, the reason he is who he is, and he's so good at what he does, 
is and his theme song fits. He is literally a cult of personality. So many people, myself included, are drawn to him because of his charisma. So he has guys like the House of Black that follow him blindly. Miro that follows him. Powerhouse Hobbs. You know, guys that absolutely AEW needs on their television shows. And if CM Punk's cut loose, you know, what do those guys think? Is there heat on those guys? Allegedly, Brody King punched the fucking wall after this happened and was not using his uh, his hand during the match. I don't know, man. Like, there's, there's just a lot here. Go ahead, Ransom. <sighs> um, so, I'm going to first start out with the whole, like, the whole locker room leader thing. And something that you you just said, Beef, is that he's he's got like the locker room divided. Mm-hmm. You're not an Undertaker style leader if you divide the locker room. Nope. Undertaker brought the locker room together. He tried to make peace. If there was a problem, he would step in and try to solve the problem, squash the beef. So that everybody can move on, make money, be happy, have a harmonious locker room. That's not what CM Punk has done in AEW. You can't be a leader if you're going to be divisive. That's the exact opposite of a leader. If you're going to be a leader, you need to bring people together. You need to solve problems, not cause problems. And... Whether you want to hoist the blame onto Jungle Boy or onto the Elite, the fact of the matter is, neither one of those are claiming to be the, uh, the locker room leader, like the undertaker of the AEW locker room. That's what Punk was doing. He was claiming to be the locker room leader. And if you can't find a way to not be divisive, if you can't find a way to not escalate problems, you're not that. You're not the leader. You're not a leader. You're a problem. Uh, this doesn't shock me at all. I was, I was expecting it. Um, I wasn't hoping for it, but I was expecting it because, let's face it, it's a pattern at this point. I, I don't know... We, we all thought, well, okay, FTR's there. They're his friends. You know, Miro's there. He's his friend. These guys will be able to kind of hold Punk together. They'll be able to, they'll be able to cut the fuse off before it burns down and strikes the dynamite and there's an explosion. That's clearly not happening. I don't think it matters what friends of Punk's are around. I feel as though. Once he reached that point in WWE where he was on top, that's where the problem started. That's where things started escalating. Because Beef even said it. When he came into WWE, he didn't cause problems. He sat under the learning tree. He behaved himself. He had great promos. He put on great matches. He was a good boy. Once he reached the top, he got too big for his britches. 
He started throwing his weight around. He started mouthing off the people he shouldn't be mouthing off to. He started causing problems in WWE. He left. When he came into AEW, he didn't come into AEW as part of the learning tree. He didn't come in as someone who was going to, you know, start at the bottom, learn the AEW way, kind of work his way up, be one of the boys. When he came in, he saw himself coming in as the veteran, the leader. I'm CM Punk. I was the WWE champion. There was the summer of punk. Like, this is, this is who I am. I'm the big, I'm, I'm on top here. Like, I'm, I'm the big cheese. I'm the shit. And with him coming in with that attitude, he already had that, that big head and that chip on his shoulder as, you better fucking respect me. Don't step out of line around me because I'm CM Punk. Don't you know who I am? Well, the elite stepped out of line and he blew up and threw a fucking hissy fit. Same thing with Jack Perry. If this, if this was a leader, he wouldn't have confronted Jack Perry. He would have set Jack Perry aside and said, hey, look, it seemed like you took a little bit of a dig. Is there something that we need to hash out? Do we, is, there a, is there a problem brewing here between us? If there is, let's sit down, let's talk it out, let's work it out. Even if Jack Perry got hot-headed and, and repeated exactly what he said, yeah, this is real glass. What do you want to do about it? You want to cry about it? Whatever he said. The leader would have said, okay, I get it. You're upset about that. Let's find a way to work past this. But that's, not, that's just not who Phil Brooks is. Phil Brooks is too much in his own way. He's too much in his own world. He sees too much of, I'm the shit. Don't fucking mess with me. And you just that's, not, that's just not going to work. It just won't. It's not going to work anywhere he goes, honestly, because with that type of attitude, that type of attitude breeds problems. It breeds confrontation. And there are always going to be people, no matter what wrestling company he goes to, there's always going to be someone who wants to step up to the guy who thinks he's on top. And that, yeah, that's unfortunate. And yeah, that might be childish of people to try to do that. But at the same time, if you're going to be the veteran and you're going to be the leader, when you have those people stepped up, step up to you, you have to handle that in a calm, rational, leader-like manner. You cannot explode. You cannot get physical. You cannot confront. You have to work things out. You have to stay calm. You have to diffuse situations, not escalate situations. If CM Punk were to come back to AEW, or let's just really play the what-if card, if CM Punk leaves AEW and WWE decides to give him another shot, whichever one of these two places, if he goes to either one, it needs to be made clear you're not the you're not the big cheese. You're not the locker room leader. You're not the undertaker of this company. You're an employee like every other employee. I understand you have history. I understand you have, you know, this lineage and this precedence behind you. You've accomplished a lot. No one's going to take that away. But at the same time, it needs to be made clear. You cannot throw your weight around. You cannot walk around like you're the leader of the locker room. 
you will maintain a professional attitude and you will keep yourself in check. I know that sounds like you're talking to a child, but at some point it needs to be dumbed down and made very plain. Your shenanigans and your bullshit that you clearly have a pattern of producing will not be tolerated at all. I, I honestly don't know what more AEW can do because he's pulled this garbage twice now already. I, I really don't. I don't know what more Tony Khan can do to, to get him to realize, hey man, these physical confrontations, these escalations cannot continue to happen. And I, I honestly don't think that he'll want to hear it either. You know, if he's got such a mindset to where he can go to the owner of the company and say, this is bullshit, I'm not working, you employ fucking children, I hate it here, I'm leaving. What do you, how do you talk to that? How do you rationalize to somebody who says that, hey, if you come back, you have to behave? Because I don't see there being any way to rationalize at this point from Tony Khan's perspective to CM Punk about behavior. If Punk is willing to blow up at him on the second time, if he's willing to sit beside him in a media scrum and say the things that he said during the gripe bomb, I, 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 I think he's lost. I think... I think Tony has no control over him. And I don't think he will. So if he comes back again, I don't want it to happen again. But I, I put money on it. If CM Punk comes back to AEW yet again, if this is all legit, if none of this is a work, because again, it's the fucking wrestling world. Who the hell knows? We could all be getting dramatically worked. That doesn't sound like an AEW thing to do. That sounds like a Vince McMahon thing to do. But... In case we are getting worked. If Punk comes back, I, I will stake money on it. This will happen again. There will be another blow up. There will be another physical confrontation because someone somewhere is going to say something to him that he's not going to like. And he's not going to be able to help himself. He's going to fucking escalate it. It's going to pop off just like it has in the past. I don't know what oh. will I don't know what will change that honestly. Like tell me what will change. What what will be able to change him or what will be able to get him in a state to where he doesn't hear somebody say something or doesn't get ticked off at something that somebody does or says and lose his shit. Um yeah, I, I mean and, and there's it. nothing. There, there's nothing. It's, 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 it's just like your kid, uh, not your kid, but like you know, a child that is yours. Whenever they get away with something, and you tell them, "Okay, you can't do that again." Oh, okay, daddy, I'm sorry. And then do it again, and you're like, "Listen, buddy, you gotta stop." Okay, daddy. And and if there's never any consequences. What's what's the umbrage to stop? Um, there is none. Exactly. And 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 I, I, 
you know, I think I think Tony's in a shit position because I think that you know, Warner Brothers does want Punk. Uh, I think that that's like the the thing with them saying, okay, here's Collision, but we want CM Punk on there. Yeah, but why would they? Why would they go so far to cut their nose off to spite their face? Yeah, gets people it gets people talking, man, and 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 I hate to say that, but like you know. Bad news is not bad news. No news is bad news. Um, that that is true. That is true. However, I think if it's going to be a pattern of disruption in the locker room, if it's going to be continue, it, it, look, you. Can, I know. I understand well, it's here's, wrestling. Here's here's but, something I want to point out real quick. This shit yeah. happened all the time, all the time in the eighties. 70s, 90s, all the time. We didn't hear about it because there was no internet. Meltzer would report on it. You know, he, he even he had to be in the yeah to be in the sheets the the into right. really into the dirt sheets. Meltzer even said he even tweeted he said yeah no that like this stuff happens all the time or happened all the time. I, I reported on it just that nobody heard about it because you know no one was as plugged in. So, like, this happens, okay? This Because you have a... It's just like football, where you have a whole lot of testosterone, a whole lot of competitive juices flowing. Like, yeah, things are going to get real explosive real quick. The, the difference is, A, keeping a lid on it, which has not been great for AEW. Like, they haven't done a good job of, like... Letting this shit get out. And B, you know, trying, like like you said, Ransom, making shit stick. You know, at some point, at some point, CM Punk has to learn that, and yes, you know, obviously, Jungle Boy is, a, is, is an elite guy. You know, he was brought mm-hmm. in by Cody and the elite. Of course, that's where his allegiance is going to lie. And so, yeah, you know, he, he was probably, quote unquote, targeting Punk, trying to get ruffle his feathers. And who fucking knows? Who's to say, and I'm not trying to fucking incite anything here, but who's to say that the fucking Young Bucks weren't in his fucking DMs? Hey, man, if you can get Punk to lose his fucking mind. We'll make sure to get you, uh, you know, up the cards sooner than we would have otherwise. You know, I, and and again, I'm not saying that that happened. I'm saying, you know, fucking, it's it, it's a weird world. But like at the end of the day, Ransom is 100 percent right. Like, even if you're going to call yourself the leader and try to take that for yourself, like. You got to act like a leader. You know, you got to live it. The only time that Mark Calloway got physical was with other people. He never. It was, yep. it was never because someone got in his face, or it was because two other guys were beefing, and he stepped in. And he was like, "We're done. Like this is done. Figure it out." It was never somebody being snide to the taker. 
and him being like, I'm going to show this motherfucker. Yeah. At, at some point, Punk has to learn that the reason that this is happening is because he's lost the young guys, or, or at least part of them, because he doesn't have their respect, because he walked in, like Ransom said, and act like he owned the joint from the word go. Is he a big star? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, he he, he he shared the stage with fucking John Cena, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, among others. Absolutely, dude's a big star. And he, he walks like it. He acts like it. You know, whether or not he still has to go. I, and, and again, I, I think on Sunday, we saw that he does have that go juice still in him. He still has that dog. But the problem is, is that you can't say about it. You got to be about it. And that's what's missing with Punk. CM Punk got that dog in him. No, like the, that's, uh, here's, here's the, like, uh, two things. Number one, I want to say it, the thing that, perturbs me mostly about this is that we have spent 37 minutes talking about this when mm-hmm. there was an entire legendary fucking card that happened Biggest and, and card in history and i'm not sitting Biggest here in history. i'm not sitting here trying to trying to go we need to stop talking about this but like the thing is it's like man the the storytelling that Adam Cole and and um, uh, MJF had across both fucking matches, the House of Black trios match with the acclaimed, like you like the list goes on. It was just banger after banger after banger, and and we're sitting here talking again about CM Punk being fucking obstinate. And I, and I understand I'm coming off now as, as like cross and a little bitter, but like CM Punk being obstinate because he feels like he is, he is, he is, he is owed respect by these people because of who he is. That's the difference. Like, like to reiterate again, like the difference between a leader and a blowhard. It really is like, not that Punk doesn't deserve accolades and credit and everything like that. But there's a difference between being good at what you fucking do and respect. I will use, and you can, and this is a debatable subject. I'm well aware of it, but look at someone like Ric Flair. He carried himself like he was God's gift to insert thing here. Whatever it was, he, he carried himself like he was the best of the best no one was better than him. No one will ever be better than him. None of it. But he is, and, and he's done a lot of nefarious fucking things. Don't get me wrong. But he is respected in the, in the confines of the industry backstage from the boys. He is respected. You, that's earned. That is earned. Earned. And the thing is that having something feel, having something be earned versus something feel like it's owed to you. Anyone who feels like something's owed to them 
they are like a petulant whining child. It's that simple. And and the the like I said, man, the the real fucking takeaway is like before all this like came out, CM Punk had a fire match with Samoa Joe to start the event, and looked like the Punk of twenty years ago, pulling out shit that I haven't seen in decades, like. Absolutely. You know, it, it felt like I was in a fucking time capsule or a fucking time uh, machine watching Samoa Joe and CM Punk fucking 20 years ago. Like, this instilled hope in me that, yeah, man, maybe Punk still can go. Maybe not every single match, but, like, you know, he's still got this stuff where he can go for these big matches and it's going to be impressive and it's going to be great. And And it's just washed away. Um, and yeah, I mean, to your point, the biggest show of all time, undisputed, the biggest gate of all time, the most tickets sold to an event, period. Um, like again, undisputed, despite what WWE claims, these are facts. So, yeah, for, for us not to be talking about every single great match on the card, and they, I, what, there were 12 matches, I think, I think 10 of which were really, really fucking good. Um, yeah, it, it sucks. It, it really blows. But, and this is me, you know, this is me being me. We're talking about it. It's got us talking about AEW for 40 minutes. Something that we haven't done in quite some time. So, with all due respect, boys, I fall back on it. The only news that's bad news is no news. No, that's fair, but that doesn't excuse shitbag behavior. No, oh, I agree. 110%. I agree 100%, and I don't think that this should be rewarded. And by no by no means am I letting my markishness for CM Punk cloud my vision here. Like, and I, I think we can all agree that, you know, the blame for this doesn't necessarily, for this one, doesn't necessarily fall on Punk. But his response to it is the issue, and his, the groundwork that he laid created this issue so like yeah like absolutely jack perry's kind of a shitbag for for pulling that but like you know it's 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 just like when you're famous and you're walking down the street like yeah somebody's gonna say something to you every fucking second every fucking day because they're like here's my fucking paycheck if i can get this guy to punch me in the fucking face I'm set for a couple years. You know, you you have to be aware of who you are and who they are. And with all due respect to Jack Perry, he's no CM Punk. He might be. He has flashes of greatness. He has good charisma and he has great lineage. So yeah, absolutely great things are in store for for, for Jack Perry. 
But right now, he's not CM Punk. And for CM Punk to even, like, give him two seconds of his time, especially before <laughs> the biggest match of his life, is, is just beyond me. You mean, you yeah, mean, this... yeah, go on, go on, go on. He, 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 he should have listened to his fucking, his, his buddy, John Cena and all those fucking shirts, you know, the rise above fucking, I will not say much again, you know, with, with, with Cena being better than punk and much, but dude, Cena was a fucking Teflon Don. Yep. He walked away from so much shit. And you know what? Now we can look back and go, man, what a fucking G. What a fucking great dude that John Cena is, was, and probably always will be. Because he let all the negativity fall off his back. And was like, I'm going to go out here and do me. Whereas CM Punk is just a conduit. And the negativity breeds in him, creating more negativity. And that's exactly what this whole thing is. Is 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 just the ship from all out festering for a year, breeding and becoming a big fucking deal. Like, yeah, maybe that this isn't Punk's problem. Like, maybe this one's isn't Punk's fault, but it's because directly because of his actions that we're here today. Now, oof. So yeah, blame wise. I don't know. I I think it's just as much Punk's fault as it is Perry's fault. Because, yeah, Perry instigated. He said some shit into the camera that he didn't need to say. But at the same time, he's a rookie. CM Punk, the veteran, the self-proclaimed locker room leader, didn't need to be pacing and waiting for him at Gorilla. He could have avoided him completely. Yeah. If that ticked him off and rubbed him the wrong way, instead of confronting, he could have let it go. Or he could have handled it at a different time and a different place. When he was calmer, maybe when Jack was a little calmer, Jack Perry just came off of a, a, a very powerful match. I'm sure the adrenaline was running in him. CM Punk didn't need to be at, at Gorilla. CM Punk didn't need to walk up to Jack Perry and say, you got something to say to me? All of that could have been avoided. Hmm? I'm not excusing Jack Perry. He said something into the into the monitor, into the, that camera that he didn't need to say. But at the same exact time, if you're the veteran and you're the leader, you know better than to be waiting for somebody at Gorilla and to try to confront them there especially to say to them, you got something to say to me. Because at that point, you just lit the fuse. And it, he with, should not have been there. He should have just walked away. With all due respect, like we talked about how Tony Khan should have responded to All Out and how to fix problems in the future. And I'm sure that Tony was being pulled a million different ways on Sunday. But, like, you got to be cognizant of your in-ring product at all times while it's happening live. 
the minute that he saw that happening on television, he should have bolted to Gorilla, grabbed security, and sought out CM Punk and been like, dude, I get it. You're pissed because this dude just took a piss on you on live TV. I get it, man. We'll figure it out. But what I need you to do is take a minute. Take a beat. You got a big match coming up with Samoa Joe that I know you, that I know you both want to impress. Go take a walk. Let me talk to Jack. We'll reconnoiter. That should have been moment one. As soon as he saw fucking Perry do that in the camera, go find CM Punk. Should he have needed to do that? No, no. No, he should not have needed to do that. You shouldn't have needed to get security or go find Punk and make sure he's locked down so that he doesn't confront Jack Perry. He should not have had to do that. As a guy who watches a lot of professional sports, and yes, I'm going to pull that card again, like, you know, coaches need to know, because again, like, when you're in, in a sporting atmosphere, testosterone's flying, competitive uses are going, egos are at their highest. Coaches can spot a guy that's getting ready to go full Vesuvius. And they go over, they grab him by the collar, and they sit him down. They say, listen. Knock it off, or else it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And again, I understand that the the pro wrestling is not football or hockey, but there's a lot of similarities. Even baseball. Like, guys get emotional. Guys have their fucking uh, egos tied, because it's just their livelihoods. I understand it. And, and yes, you're right. You know, in, in, in any perfect world, do these grown-ass men, should these grown-ass men need handlers? <laughs> and, I, and I think that's true of, like, fucking football, hockey, basketball. Like, these guys should be mature enough adults, like you and I, who realize, oh, hey, like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, yeah. Traffic's pissing me off. Maybe I shouldn't pull my gun on this guy. Oh, what? Or, or like, hey, like I'm pissed off today. I probably shouldn't go tell my boss I hate it here. I quit. But <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> in the world we live in, and this is, you know, for what it's worth, <clears throat> the rich, the powerful, they're all fucking coddled. And if you're famous. You're somebody, you're treated special. So yeah, like I and again, like I, I, I don't play competitive sports. And and I never have. You don't? But I watch a lot of them and I'm very competitive with a lot of things I do. So I get like competitive spirit making things interesting. So yeah, like should Tony should, should that fall within Tony Khan's like Job description? Description? Probably not. Should he have done it? Mm-hmm. Would it have saved him a hell of a lot of headaches? Would he have a main event for All Out this week? Mm-hmm. If if he had taken two seconds 
gone found punk, put his arm around him and gone, let's do it, dude, let's let's take a breath. And that said, <sighs> with all due respect, uh all out was or all in was amazing. Um backstage antics notwithstanding, uh we saw the rubber match of probably the best tag team series that I can think of in, in modern history. Um, maybe the best of all time. Uh, I, I know Usos and uh, Inuda had some real had had some real bangers. Um, but for me, like FTR and Young Bucks, one, two, and three are unparalleled. Uh, you had a lot, you know. Uh, MJF and Adam Cole were fucking dealing magic, man. Um, even Eric Bischoff, who's, you know, fucking King Bitter Jr. next to Bret Hart. Like, <laughs> he had nothing but positive things to say about the main event and that whoever booked that should get a raise immediately. Oh, fucking King, because King Bitter Jr. They didn't have to have, you know, crazy-ass spots. They had storytelling, which was great. Um, you know, once again, I think the women get kind of got the shaft here. Uh, I think if it's one big thing other than, you know, his his dealing with personalities, the one big rub on Tony Khan right now is that he's really not doing well with these women. Um, it was excusable when Britt Baker was your best talent on the roster. But now you have a lot of really great talent. Like, A, you got to find a way to showcase that. And B, you got to give them more than, like, 12 minutes. Um, like, that, 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 that was my one kind of, like, negative takeaway uh, of the show itself was the women's match was very underwhelming. Um, and, and, and I get that Soraya won because she's from the UK and... Her triumphant return and this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> Hopefully, it leads to. I. <laughs> the more I see of this, like, unhinged, like. Um, Starlet Tony Storm, the more I'm hoping that that's where this is. The, the Soraya thing's going. Is, 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 is this crazy Tony, Tony Storm? And I'm, and I'm here for that. Um,. But yeah, I mean that's you know, the the two six man matches were great. Even fucking Jericho turned the clock back ten years, Man, fifteen years. That was we were sitting there and we were kind of talking not not shit at Jericho and like can he keep up and like like we were disappointed we didn't get Omega Osprey three. Sure, however, everybody was right. However, man, I'll tell you what, Jericho brought the heat, man. He did. He looked great. Yeah, and he worked really, yeah. really, really fucking well with uh with Osprey. And he sung himself down the fucking ring. Like he basically put on a fucking concert and then did a full match afterwards. Dude, whenever like, when he did the the, the AO thing, mm -hmm. man, when he did the Freddie Mercury thing. That's like you're sitting there as a as a performer, as a musician. You're going, that that's that's dream level shit. 
That's dream level yeah, shit. Man. You don't you don't think in your life you're like I've done a lot of cool shit, but man, I'm never gonna get to do that. And it's another fucking thing you get to do. And like it's a little pandering, but you know what? Like I'll, I'll let Jericho have it because he deserves it. It was his fucking moment. He fucking deserved every last bit of it. So like let you know what let let Fozzie play fucking Wembley in front of eighty thousand people. Let him have that like on his on his resume, like because he deserves it every last bit of it. Um, but yeah, man, all, all out was sensational. What what, what did you think, Ransom? What were what were some of your takeaways about the actual on air product? Um, I was talking to some of the guys after the the pay-per-view outside in the, the parking lot, oh beef. And, uh, you know, I just keep, we've said it before after so many of these AEW pay-per-views, like I can't believe they keep knocking them out of the park. Like, I can't believe they just continue to put on banger after banger after banger of event. I have yet to walk away from an AEW paper. Now I haven't watched every single one, but the big ones that I've watched, I've yet to walk away and go, it was good. I had a good time. It's every single one that I've seen, I've thought, okay, well, they, they, they nailed it. They knocked it out of the park. I don't think they can top it, but every time they continuously do. Um, I don't, I don't have any, you know, detailed play by play of, you know, any specific matches. Um, I, I loved the entire event. I was not one bit disappointed with the entire event. And I, I I was talking to, to, to the guys again, like in the parking lot, I, I said, you know, like, I don't understand. Maybe it's because it's not oversaturated as far as AEW pay per views go. Maybe it's because AEW makes their pay-per-views feel special because you only get a few a year. And because you get only a few a year, they really go, pardon the pun, they really go all out. Like they really put everything they can into every single one of these because there's only a finite few a year. Where WWE has one every month. So it's hard to really have that, you know, let's fucking top that one attitude in WWE because you have an event every month. I think WWE is like, okay, well, it's pay-per-view time. It's premium live event time. Let's, let's do the best we can. Let's, let's raw team. Let's go team. But I think AEW is, you know, like, okay, television's on this level. Our pay-per-views are so far above that level, and we're going to continue to hold it to that expectation. Um, I don't know if the floor is eventually going to fall out from underneath of that. I don't know if eventually we're going to have an AEW event that we go, oh, that could have been better. I'm sure at some point, somewhere... It's got to happen. They're not going to have their December to dismember moment. Yeah, like I don't know. There were a couple of shaky ones this year. I, 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 I think double or nothing this year may have been kind of the low point. Um, see, and I didn't me. see that one. So, 
Like I, I, you did mention that, that, you know, you weren't as, you know, your socks weren't as blown off with that one as it has been in the past with other events. Um, but I mean, for the most part, good Lord, they, the arena, the ambiance, the atmosphere, the crowd, you know, all the matches, Adam Cole and MJF. Good God. Oh my Lord. All, all the money. Give them all the money. They don't need CM Punk. Like take CM Punk money and split that up between Cole and MJF and give them his money because sweet mother. Like, oh, 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 oh. No, that, and let's that was phenomenal. You you said something uh, that that I want to kind of uh pick apart a little bit before we move into picks here. Wow. Um, about saturation. So we know that we now know that this is seemed like it's going to be a yearly thing. That we're going to get Wembley the weekend before Labor Day. And then the weekend of Labor Day, get all out in Chicago. Yeah. In addition, Tony Khan has noted that uh, he has a new pay-per-view coming up in... October and I forget the exact date. Wrestle was it Wrestle Dream? Wrestle Dream, right? Um, kind of a um, an homage to uh, Antonio Inoki, who had passed away. Uh, so it stands to reason that we're probably going to see a lot of uh, NJPW guys on the card as well and gals. Um, and that's going to kind of fall between. You know, Next. all in and and, uh, and 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 full gear. With the addition of Forbidden Door in June, that now falls between Double or Nothing and now All In. Like now, during you know the the, the busy months, summer, you have All In or uh, Double or Nothing in May, Forbidden Door in June. Uh, all in in August. What the fuck was that? Excuse me. Fucking fucking. Is that is that like the horn of Gondor? Does, is, is Gondor calling for aid? Gondor calls for aid, and Ransom will answer. <laughs> um, but but so, so we have double or nothing in May, Forbidden Door in June, um, all in and all out in August. You know, four papers during the summer months. And then, you know, obviously having, you know, Wrestle Dream, um, Forbidden, or, um, f- uh, Full Gear in, uh, in November, October, November. And then you have Grand Slam, which they always treat like a big fucking deal, too, uh, coming up, I think, at the end of, uh, September. So, like, are we worried a little bit about oversaturation, or do we think, honestly, he- here's my two cents before I even open up the floor. I think that AEW has a big enough roster between Dynamite and Collision that it can absolutely support some more pay-per-views. Um, I think they need to be booked better and built better than All In, All Out was. But I think that they can do it. Oh, uh, uh, All In and All Out should not be back-to-back weekends they're gonna be this is that's a bad decision if if 
if Tony Khan has his druthers, like this, this is going to happen. Now, no, I don't like that. I think that's a bad decision. Well, and and here's what I'll say. I think that you can definitely find some more balance. Um, like I think that you have the tag titles defended on one show, and the trios title defended on another show. You have the women's title on one show, the TBS title on another show. You have, you know, look, I I agree with you. Title. I agree with you. They can set it up that way and have it work. I think the problem though is WWE can do that as much as they want because people subscribe to the WWE network. They've they've paid for it. You can have WWE shows back to back weekends. I I think it's a bad decision to have somebody pay $59.99 this Sunday and then next Sunday they have to pay another $59.99 for another pay-per-view. I think that's where you're going to start to see yeah. whatever you idiots 49.99. Well, I think that's where you're going to start to see problems because and we'll not everybody's going to be able long... to do that. I I don't anticipate they go much longer without a streaming deal. Um Tony Khan was asked about that in the press conference. That was the nice thing about Wembley being at fucking noon on 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 a Sunday. I was able to actually watch like the full three-hour press conference afterwards and know what's kind of going on here. Uh, and yes, I was watching a little bit to see, you know, CM Punk came out and eating eat, eat the muffin again. Um, but like, you know, uh, he was asked about streaming, and like, it definitely sounds like they have some things in the works. Um, so I, if, if that's your concern, I, I echo that. And I think that they are going to, and I think that they anticipate seeing a little bit of fall off from pay-per-view buys. But I think if the cards are booked well, I don't think it'll matter. Um, you know, case of point, I'm getting both. And, and I honestly feel like as of this moment, Wednesday night, 9.15 p.m. on August 31st. Thursday. With this card not having a headline match on All Out, I'm feeling a little underwhelmed. <clears throat> um, I feel like the TBS title match isn't as good as what it could be. Uh, and I feel like the tag team title should be up for grabs. And I feel like at least one of the world titles should be up for grabs. But here's the problem. They planned on having one of the world titles up for grabs. And now they're in a situation where they can't. So, um, but again, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, okay, Ransom, so Perfect World. Uh, they get a streaming deal on Max. You know, um where you can catch most live events there. Maybe you have to go out of pocket for, like, all-in, which then, you know, might might be, like, their WrestleMania. Or, like, maybe you have to go out of pocket for, like, double or nothing. Like, maybe you go out of pocket two or three times a year, but otherwise you can stream it. Do you see a fall-off in the product with that? With with them adding additional pay-per-views to their schedule? Uh, if they're smart about it, no. Ah! Um, like you said, they have enough 
they have enough people. They have enough titles. I don't think it needs to be WWE style where you see the same people every single pay-per-view. AEW has enough talent to where you can have a set number of people perform on All In and a set number of people perform on All Out. There could be a few carryovers, but it doesn't need to be the same people on All In performing the same on All Out. They have enough people to wear like, okay, you're going to miss all, all in, but you're on all out. If they, if they balance it well with the roster they have, they have enough people and they can tell enough stories and they can have enough feuds and they have enough titles that they can have balance. There needs to be that balance though. Like, I don't need to see MJF defend his title at All Out or All In and then at All Out and then at whatever the next one is. Like, he's special enough to where he doesn't need to do that. You have the Hissy Fit title. That can be defended in between MJF defending his title. Maybe on, like, the big show. Like, whatever they consider their WrestleMania, All In. If that's what they're going to consider their WrestleMania, they can have both belts defended. If they if they have balance, it can work. I think. If I don't I want think, them to do, I don't want them to do once a month. Let me just say that. I agree. I think that I'm, will, even with the roster they have, I think that will get stale. There's not enough time to build up a feud that someone can care about. Yeah. In the span of of a month, and then drop it, and then start building a new feud for just a month. Like you're not. I think that's one of WWE's problems is that they're not building feuds that are hooking me in. Like the, the biggest one that they have going right now that, that, that has me invested is the bloodline thing. That is a long and drawn out story, but that's the longest drawn out story they have. Uh, who did Seth face at the last pay-per-view? Uh, Finn Balor. Balor. Okay. Well now Finn Balor's fighting for the tag titles and uh, Seth Rollins is facing Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, it's probably going to be a great match, but I don't care about it. Uh, can I just because have an, there's there's no build? Can I just have an aside and say how much I love the memes that are coming out of like uh, uh, yeah, man. Nakamura whispering to uh, Rollins? Yeah, okay. that shit tickles okay. me real hard. Um, but I think that's even, WWE's problem is the fact that they don't give themselves enough time in between pay per views to end mm -hmm. one feud, build another, and build it to where it sucks somebody in and they get invested in it. Because it's it's too, you know, it's too snap, snap, snap. AEW can do that. They have the time in between their shows, and I think they need to keep some time in between their shows. Add add a couple, add a few. And I and I'm fine with them like the like the summer months being crowded. Like you want to try and do four pay per views between you know end of May, beginning of September. Fine, because you know that that's the busy months. You know that 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 summer. I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. Um. And like yeah, like I, I I absolutely felt like they could probably add another one in, into their fall card, um, and and if we're being honest, it probably could be something between, um, uh, Revolution and Double or Nothing, right? Because going from February to May is a long time, but yeah, like monthly, I don't I don't I don't want to see monthly. What's your what's your take there, Puderino? 
Um, I, 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 like, like Ransom said, I think it would get stale. I think it would get stale real quick. Um, even though they, they still have a hell of a roster. I think we all kind of forget that shit. Like mm -hmm. they have a, they, they have an absolutely fucking insanely massive roster. Yep. And I, I, like I said, I think we forget that shit because boy, howdy, <laughs> like it's, uh, it, it's something else. Um, I, I think if the the problem is they they I think they need to pare down their roster a little bit and I think they need to focus on utilizing the platforms that they have to make good stories and then maybe have get it to the point where it can be like this month's a collision pay-per-view, this month's a dynamite pay-per-view, this month's a collision pay-per-view. That's something that theoretically could work and mm -hmm. not be um not be like a giant bag of dicks, but like, 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 like you said, I, I'm just kind of like, they, yeah, they, they need to, they, they need to dial it in a little bit. Like it needs to be dialed in. And, and I think having the breadth to tell stories the way that they are, I think is good. If they had this, if they had just like across the board, uh, pay-per-view where everyone's involved then they they wouldn't have time to storytell and there's they have so many tools in their tool chest that you'd never really get invested in anything like so having yeah. it spaced out having long-term storytelling i think is aew's bread and butter and if they try and follow the model of wwe it, they're you know they're kind of cutting their nose off to spite their face because then they're not something different so that's just me. And I, I think I think we'll start to see. I I don't think you would be as I don't think we would be as wild at the AEW pay per views. Wow! If they happened every month, like WWE. Like I think that's what makes that's one of the not not the full reason, but I think that's one of the reasons why we are so taken with the AEW pay per views is because. They they really go ham, egg, and cheese over their weeklies. And if it becomes a once-a-month thing, I think the shine starts to wear off. And I think we, be, we over time, get less and less wild with their pay-per-views because I don't think they'll be able to put on as great a show as they do with that type of frequency. Let's get the picks. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, let's do some picks. So uh, I, I I post them on the page here. Uh, I will go ahead and just go through them very quickly. Currently, after All In and uh, going to the final weekend of the Chooserweight Open, of the quarter three Chooserweight Open, we have the Maniac Pat at 120. That's got to change. Uh, allegedly, Dave's at 115, not 150. That was a typo. It's 115. Um. Jimmy from DHL is currently at 111. Go Jimmy. Tom, hey, hey. By the way, there's a there's a there's a P3 guy on the in here too. Tom is at 110. Uh, Amber's at 109. She's gonna. <laughs> she's pull still. It. No, she's still up there though. She's still she's up there. Dude, she's she's, she's coming. She's coming. She's going to blow it, boys. That, no, <laughs> as, as 
certain as the sun rises in the east, sets in the west, as certain as I am going to have lots of snackies over the holiday weekend, she's going to blow it. Uh, I'm at 102. I got a puncher's chance. Uh, Ryuk's at 101, right behind me. Um, Poots at 81, so probably better luck next time. Area. We can end it there. We can end it there. Mm, I there's wish there's no one left. Wait, no, no, no left. what? Wait, what am I at here? 81. Yeah, all right. I suck. There's and nobody left. Ransom's at 52. No, you're Socket right. Poot, that loser weight yep. title is mine. Mm-hmm. Mine. Oh, Ransom. Loser weight. Ransom, I'm designing a loser weight belt. You're going to love it. I, I love that it's become the de facto hardcore title here. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It's, it's it's the one that nobody should care about, but everybody loves. Um, the 24-7 right. suckbag champion. Everybody could right. get their picks wrong, and I could get every single one right, and I still lose. So we're going to start with payback. Um, well, it's a I bitch. Liked, uh, yeah, especially if it's served cold. Um yeah, I, I I liked where I didn't roll down the entire event beforehand, so we're just gonna kind of go, uh, go ham here. Let me get my list pulled up and uh, let's start. I'll volunteer as tribute. I don't have anything to lose. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, uh Becky Lynch takes on Trish Stratus in a street. Or I'm sorry, steel cage match. Ransom, who you got? Uh, we how got many? How points, many? By the way, uh, six, six points. Uh, let's put uh, three points on Becky Lynch because I don't think there's any reason for Trish, Trish to win. Uh, I'm taking Becky Lynch four points. Same reasoning. Um, Trish can probably go away for a little bit and come back at uh, WrestleMania time. I need my uh, notepad. Four points from Becky Lynch. Oh, Tom. Who? I need my notepad. Tom's here. Is Tom here? Tom's not here. No, you oh, said God. I need my notepad, and I said, he "Oh, was, Tom." He was making fun of you for sounding like Tom with his with his little back with, with his little back notebook. Well, no, it's for me. It's so I don't have to constantly ask Beef what my points are. Fair I can do it. I like that. I, Make I, it I like harder that. for him. Got, how many? How many matches are on this stupid thing? Damn it, six. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, six. Also, uh, payback's taking taking place in our backyard. Uh, FYI. Oh really? Yeah, it's downtown. Oh, downtown at the, at, at the that downtown at the old paint bucket. I haven't I haven't seen anything uh, roll into Clearfield yet. Anyway, um, <laughs> you said Becky Becky and Lynch Trish Strat, Trish Stratus Trish Trishan Trishan Magoo. Um, steel cage match. What a steel cage Magoo. Um, I'm gonna go five points on Becky Lynch. A lot of magoos. That's a ton of magoos. That's almost the maximum amount of magoos that I can magoo. <laughs> uh, Shinsuke Nakamura challenges Seth freaking Rollins for the uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Um, give me Rollins six points. Makes no sense for him to uh, come anywhere close to losing this match. Oh. Rollins six points. Period. Ransom. I have read that Rollins has been dealing with some nagging injuries. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder, like, how long is he going to hang on to this belt before he gets time to heal up? You want to put that one point on uh, Nakamura? 
Well, here's the thing. Nakamura has read those internet reports, too. That's what he whispered to Seth. Oh! <laughs> um, I love it. You know what? I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to put a fiver on uh, old Shinsuke. Uh, but... Okay. Can't win if you're not trying. Uh, Rhea Ripley defends against Raquel Rodriguez, the the uh, women's world title. Uh, Putski. Uh, 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 Rhea, Rhea Ripley for uh, three points. Ransom? Six points on the ripples. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no reason to, like, even debate this. I, I, I hope that Raquel is eventually the one to de- 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 dethrone Rhea, but it ain't yet. Um, yeah, Rhea Ripley, five points. The... Less cool Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, defends the United States Championship oh. against the former Austin Theory. Well, the current Austin Theory, but the former champion, Austin Theory. Uh, Ransom. Uh, I'm going to put uh, two points on, uh, you know, I'm going to put two points on Austin Theory. Interesting. Uh, I got two points on Mysterio. Poot? I've got four points on Mysterio. Suck it, everybody. Oh uh, I, I think I think that we see some some kerfuffle kerfuffery with Santos though. Uh, they 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 gotta do something because man, Santos should be the fucking U.S. champion, not Rey Mysterio. As soon as I read the report that they wanted the Latin face to be the U.S. champion, I'm like, oh man, Santos Escobar is a great choice. And then it's Rey Mysterio, and I'm like, oh. Uh, L.A. Knight faces The Miz in a dreaded singles match. Um, <laughs> I, I, I almost went L.A. Knight six points here, but I didn't because <laughs> you never trust the booking of L.A. Knight uh, in WWE. Just when you think they've changed, they've they've turned a corner. <laughs> it's about the time that L.A. Knight loses a big match. That said, uh, I am picking LA Knight. I'm just not going to go that into it. I'm going to go three points. Poot. Um, I I'm uh, I'm going to take my two points and I'm going to put them on LA Knight. Yeah. Handsome. Well, what points do I have left? You <laughs> blow by these, blow by these one, so fast. I don't, I don't remember. One and four. Four points. LA. Yeah. Okay. Who is really good at that, by the way? Um, and then finally, Thanks, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defend the World Tag Team Champ, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship against the Judgment Day, comprised of Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Poot. Uh, well, I got my one pointer left. Um, it's uh, wait, did you say it's Finn Balor, Damian Priest against who? Magoo Fafafun. Oh. Yeah, the current champions, Owens and Zane. Owens and Zane. Oh my God, one point on Owens and Zane. Lord. Ransom. Uh, Owens and Zane. Uh, across the board, all the one pointers for KO and Sammy. That's that's a thing that's happening here. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, only because I think that there's gonna be the implosion of the, of, of the Judgment Day forthcoming here. Yeah, I think we start to. I think we see Judgment Day problems in this match. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, next is All Out. 
starting with uh, Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen, uh, with uh, uh, Luchasaurus having Christian Cage, the the, the true TNT champion, in, in, in his corner. Uh, for the it's a singles match for the AW cha- uh, TNT Championship. Uh, I'll go ahead and lead us off here. Uh, I'm taking Darby two points. Um, I know that it's weird to kind of like hot shot the title, but like it feels like that's what they do with the TNT title that it's for hot shotting. So yeah, give me Darby two points here, Poot. Oh wow. Um, what's the maximum number oh, sorry, of points? Uh, yeah, uh, nine nine matches on the card. Nine. Yeah. All right. Darby Darby versus uh, uh, Brian Cage. Luchasaurus. Is that what you said, Brian Lucha Cage? Luch- um, well, what is some who somebody? Is that? Him. Some somebody different. Oh, I'm dying. Um, Christianosaurus. I'm I'm gonna go. This I'm uh, you know I'm I'm I actually kind of had the same logic as Beef. I think that Darby could use that again, and I would love to see Christian Cage. That's how you're going to keep all this interesting. Of like, maybe you could break up Luchasaurus and Christian Cage at this point. Maybe you can go ahead and like just have Christian Cage. The fun of him being the shit eating whining heel uh, in the chase is really good. So I'm going to put three points on Darby. Ransom. Uh, I'm going to put a hot two points on uh, Christian Soros. Christian Soros, Rex. Well, well, well said. Uh, Miro takes on Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, Hobbs. You, 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 Beef, on my my end, you cut out. What was it? Uh, It was uh, uh, Brian Hobbs and Brian Hobbs. Miro. Miro versus powerhouse Hobbs. Miro versus Brian Hobbs. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Um, I'm gonna say four points on Miro. Um, I think Miro could use. I think Miro could use a win, and I think Hobbs can eat all the pins. What do you think, Ransom? Uh, I'm also gonna put a three pointer on. Uh, I'm gonna say Miro as well. Yeah, turns out that, that limb you went out on Poot, not so not not so much of a limb. I'm taking Miro for five points. Ooh. Uh yeah, Ooh. I mean he's I I like powerhouse and all, but like Miro's your money guy. Uh especially <clears throat> with uh, a certain somebody missing from collision, you might have to lean into some of these old stars from WWE. So Miro might be your guy. Miro, Miro, Miro. Chris Statlander defends the TBS championship against Ruby Soho. Ransom? Oh. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Let's, uh, did I do two points yet? You have. Do I do two and three? Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, how about uh, one point on uh, Statlander? Because I. All right, I I get it. Yeah, uh, I I'm I'm Gross. taking the uh, <laughs> the galaxy's favorite alien uh, for uh, for for seven points on this one. Give me Statlander all day, seven points. Poot. 
Oh, Beef, I'm going one above you, buddy. I'm going eight on Statlander. She has not had that belt a crazy long time, and I think she needs to carry it for a while. A while? A while. A while. Uh, Eddie Kingston and uh, Katsuyori, uh, I can't huh? pronounce that. Katsuyori Shibata uh, take on the Blackpool Combat Club, convinced, comprised of Claudio and Wheeler. Uh, in a standard tag team match. Uh, I'm taking Blackpool Combat Club three points here. Um, I think it'll be a fun match. I, you know, so that's the thing. Like, All Out doesn't, like, jump off the card at me, necessarily. But um, I think that there's going to be some solid, solid wrestling. So, yeah, uh, give me Blackpool Combat Club three points, Poot. Man, you you pick a BCC. I'm like, I just didn't Shibata lose at his what at his last appearance. I think so, but I think he's still the champion, though. No, I know he's still the champion, but like, you were champion. It. This is tough because like, BCC. They won their last outing, didn't they? They did. No. No. They lost it all out. All in. Did they? Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. They lost the best man in orange. Um, oh, yeah, they did. Um, that's the nice thing is that Kingston, Kingston and Shibata can both eat pins like crazy. And I think there's, a, there's always good storytelling between Mox and Eddie Kingston. Always. They're always good. Mox is in the match. I know, but still, he's part of BCC. You see what I'm saying? Like, I do. He's the mouthpiece of that. Like, that's going to be part of their interest going forward. Um, it's um, well, even Claudio Castagnoli. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? I do. I am gonna go. I'm gonna get fucking weird with it. I'm gonna go five points on the Blackpool Combat Club. Manson? Oh. Um, I'm going to put a four-pointer on the Blackpool Combat Club. Boot says I'm getting weird with it. Turns out not so weird. Uh, Bullet Club Gold, which is the uh, the Guns and Jay White and Juice Robinson, are taking on the collective of FTR and the Young Bucks. Oh. Uh, Bootski. Um, I think this is the one that I was kind of like, okay, we're going to, we're going to play a little close to the chest. I'm going two points on bullet club gold because I want there to be, I think there's going to be miscommunication between FTR and the bucks. And I think they're going to go into a blood feud, like an absolute, like right now you, there was that little bit on dynamite this week where they're like, Oh, we're just here to be professional. And we're here to say congratulations. And we respect you guys and blah, blah, blah. I want a bloodbath. I want a blood feud between those two. I want it. FTR originally stood for fuck the revival. So you know what? I want that. I want it. So I'm going, I'm going, I'm going low points, but I'm going two points on bullet club gold. Handsome. Um. 
Oh, hell's bells. Let's just say... Shit. I don't know if... I don't know if Young Bucks are going to lose two pay-per-views back-to-back. They don't have to, though. It could be FTR taking the pin. And it could be, like I said, miscommunication. Yeah. Then again, I don't know. Like, I think you're really going to have Jay White lose two pay-per-views back-to-back as well. Uh, I'm going to say Bullet Club Gold for a five points. Also, Jay White didn't lose it all in. Did he him win? And, uh, him and Juice were with Takeshka. Oh, so they, they won. Omega, right. Well, they did beat Omega. Oh, damn hell nation. Oh. This is also, I should I should have prefaced, and I should have said this is also the risky poot pick. But I went I went conservative. You know, and I'm going to flip it up since my pick's not done yet, and I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to do FT Elite. Okay. Uh, I'm picking Bullet Club Gold for four points uh, for the reason that I think Poot said. I think that we see some, uh, some cracks in the foundation of FTR and Young Bucks, and uh, I think it's a great stage for the Elite, for a Bullet Club Gold to look great. And, uh, yeah, brings us closer to... Young Bucks and FTR4, which I'm here for. Uh, Better than you, baby. Which is, of course, Adam Cole and MJF. Defend against, spoilers, the Dark Order. uh, Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Um, I was able to confirm that they did, in fact, win the the, the tag team um, uh, battle royal tomorrow. Gauntlet Magoo. Oh, did they, they record? Oh, yeah, they do record, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Ransom, who you got here? Um, better than you, baby. Max points. Um, is that is that is that, is that your eighter or niner? That's your niner. Yeah. Okie dokie. Yeah. Um, confirmed. Uh, I don't think the the only way that better than you, baby, was was losing this match is if it was the kingdom. Um, yeah. But it's not. So they won't. Uh, nine points better than you, baby. Poot. Oh, nine points better than you, baby. That kind of flip with those belts no, that doesn't that that doesn't that doesn't track. Does not track. I'm I'm still a little pissed that Aussie Open lost. Uh, I, I, I yeah, and 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 it, and, it, and it's fun, and we saw the kangaroo kick and the double clothesline, and it was a fun little moment, but like. Man, Aussie Open's so good, and uh, I think the Ring of Honor titles, tag team titles, could have really used a little bit of a shine here. Not to say that they're not going to get that shine with it with with MJF and Adam Cole. It's just it's just a little weird. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Kanosuke Takeshka with Don Callis. Uh, that's me again. Um, uh, Omega six points. Um. I'm not super confident. I hate that I had to put six points on it. But I think that Takeshi getting one over on him at all in 
means he's going to get one back on him here. Um, and then it'll probably be some more kerfuffery afterward to keep this going. Which, again, is fine. Like, Takeshka's a pretty great worker, uh, and we know what Omega is, so... Um, and, and more Don Callis is not bad, Don Callis. So, yeah, I'm taking Omega six points. Poot? Uh, Takeshka, one point. Again, getting I, I'm getting weird with it because I know he won. Uh, he, he got the pin on... He got the sneaky pin on Omega at All In, but... I, I feel like Kenny's on a journey. I feel like Kenny's needs to start going on a journey. We need the cleaner again. We need to build him up again. Like he's doing this, this ebb and flow kind of thing. I think that this is to start losing to him having, you know, that's how you also build someone because like Takeshka is a fairly big deal in Japan. Is he not? Yes. Uh, I mean, not he, like he the, basically... Not like the hugest star in the universe, but you get what I mean. He he was the guy that like was you know, mentored by Kenny Omega and um, Kota Ibushi and DDT. So yeah, I mean he's 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 kind of a big deal for sure. Uh yeah, that's uh, that's my one point, Takeshka. Ransom. Uh, I'm gonna say eight points on Kenny Omega. Yeah, man. He, you know, it's 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 just too big of a stage for Kenny to lose. Um, and that may end up being the main event again. I don't know. Um, they 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 honestly may still book uh Punk versus Starks in the main event here. Um, I'm I'm surprised that we didn't get more like CM Punk stuff at Dynamite, more like chants and things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, race, like I said, man, like, right now, this card just doesn't seem complete without a big main event. Um, so this, 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 this may fall into that, or one of these other two matches might, or maybe the better than you, Bebe match does. I don't know. Uh, so Samoa Joe defends the Ring of Honor Television Championship as he continues his record-setting reign against Shane Taylor in a battle of the beasts. Joe, or yeah, Poot, who you got? Didn't I just start the last one? No, I did. Oh, okay. Um, I, I watched this and... Shane Shane Taylor, I was like, whenever I watched the promo and everything like that, I was like, I like him. I like him. I think he's great. I think he's cool. Joe has a record-setting reign going. I really think Joe's going to pull this out. Ugh, I hate this. I'm going to put six points on Joe. Ransom. Uh, I'm going to put seven points on Samoa Joe because I think he's got a lot to go for title time with. That's a sentence. Yeah, that was a word. Is that is that is that sentence finished? Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> um I, too... <laughs> like Samoa Joe here. 
uh, for six points. Um, or eight, excuse me, eight points. Excuse me. Uh, I feel like Shane Taylor's good, and it's going to be a great match. I just don't think he's big enough to beat um, Samoa Joe uh, at this point. Uh, cool. Let me make sure. Hold on here. Who loves you, <laughs> oh lord oh i gotta fill my water cup up what are you reading there Labouf? the fuck is happening uh that uh ricky starks is gonna challenge um fucking ricky the ricky the dragon steamboat to a strap match at all out oh, oh I did see that. ew so that's not here uh, for it not here for it that that's kind of a shitty like haha punk's not around so this, this is what you get um that sucks for ricky stark yep 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 why uh, why so, the steamboaters could have been sammy guevara could have been literally anybody uh, oh yeah man could have could have been fucking andrade andrade's got a got an open dance card yep um because <sighs> the uh my bad when Oops. Punk defended the real world title against Ricky Stark the first time, Steamboat was the special guest referee, and um, Ricky Starks was in a post-match beatdown with Steamboat to get him over as a heel, and he beat him up with a leather leather belt. Oh, I um, do remember that. Oh, no. Are we picking yeah, that? So, no, because it's not official. Um but it looks like it's something that's going to be added. Uh, the last match that we are picking is Orange Cassidy defending the international title against John Moxley, which is probably, if, if if we're definitely not getting Starks versus Punk, which it seems like we're not, uh, the, 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 the Orange Cassidy-John Moxley match is the prohibitive favorite to be the main event. Uh, and it is for the international, the AW international title. Um, as far as I know, there are no like bells and whistles here, but who knows? At the last minute, it may be changed because you know Moxie likes to bleed, and how's he going to bleed in a regular match? Uh, Red, this is going to be your six pointer. Boy, howdy! Um, <laughs> before I pick this, I I did see a I did see a meme of like confused John Moxley face, and oh, uh, yeah. the memes. The meme was like, "What do you mean you want me to be the interim real world's champion?" Oh, I yeah, I, I posted that. I that, mm -hmm. that, that that got me. <laughs> what do you mean you want me to be the interim real or, or something something along those lines? You you like, want me oh, to be the interim funny. real world champion? Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor John Moxley. Um. I I. I like a world where John Moxley beats the piss out of Orange Cassidy and takes this title. I don't know if it'll happen, but I'm gonna say John Moxley. I, I I I'm not convinced. But like, I don't know. In the in the world of like looking at something and saying like, yeah, this could happen. You know, like again, Rey Mysterio versus the Big Show. There's, there's no world in which Rey Mysterio should beat the Big Show, and honestly, there's really no world where Orange Cassidy should beat John Moxley. So that's why I'm picking John Moxley. 
I uh, I'm picking Moxley with my one pointer. Um, you know, Orange. They've they've been like milking this whole like Orange Cassidy being hurt for like the last two months, and Orange Cassidy almost losing the title for the last two months. Um, if there was any justice, Penta would have beat him on Wednesday night. Um, with all due respect to this match and with Penta and everything, like Penta hit him with two of his fucking um, um, uh, what's it called? The uh, the package pile drivers. The, the he hit him with two of them. Yeah, they they changed the name of it. The Fear Factor. So like, yeah, like if if you hit somebody with two of your fucking finishers, that that needs to end the match. Um, Orange Cassidy or not. But anyway, uh, I don't think the guy's going to end the reign of uh, of um, Cassidy for the international title. And I think it gives the international title quite a shine uh, if John Moxley carries it. Poot, who you got for your seven-pointer? Yeah, so we're, we're, are we, we're, we're Moxley across the board here. Oh, so you're Mox you're too? No, 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 um... No, I'm saying so far we're Moxley across the board. That's yeah, cool. Ransom, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know he said you're going to need to bring uh, on again on Dynamite. He said you're going to need to bring something more than a fork. Um, and I don't think you should say shit like that to John Moxley. Um, man, I've. I really desperately want to say Orange Cassidy. Um, but Moxley has not had like winning ways, like in the sense of like big wins, keynote wins to make him retain the, the badassery. You know what I mean? Uh, it's my, it's my seven pointer and I'm probably Mm -hmm. shooting myself in the foot here. I'm also going to say Mox seven points. Oh, I, I think title is mine. I think, I think, I think Moxley, I think Moxley winning that belt would do a lot, not just to bring him back up to, you know, perfectly shiny good graces, but I think it'll also do a lot for the legit- legitimacy of Blackpool Combat Club. So. Yeah, seven points mocks. All right. And there you go. There are our uh, weekend picks. Pretty fucking um, high and tight. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I agree. We got through those uh, pretty quick. Um, so let's take a minute here. Message you old tiger bomb. Oh, I just I don't know about this uh I don't know about this steamboat match. No offense to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He can still he can still he has like a little bit of tread left on the tires. We've seen him do it. But man, it's just gonna be underwhelming. It's just gonna be underwhelming. Should we pick that one for giggles? Should we have it be one bonus point? Nah, because it's not official, and I'm you know if 
if we're not going to have the fans do that, then we're not going to do either. So, all right, what, that's Jer- fair. What Jericho and Sammy? No, no, that's not happening. Unfortunately, they're 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 having a a what? tag team match next week to challenge for the to try Ooh. and challenge for the uh, the world titles. Let's I, I had heard you say, uh, you know, he's lost a step and it'll be underwhelming. So I, I, no, no offense. Yeah, word. Uh, also, also, Ricky hi, Steamboat. hi, Tom. Oh, hi, hi Tom. Um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Um, yeah. So basically, long story short, uh, basically, Punk being suspended has kind of boned Ricky Starks because Ricky Starks was supposed to face Punk for the real world's type, real world championship at all out and uh, apparently after dynamite tony khan tweeted that ricky starks had uh, challenged ricky steamboat to a uh a strat match a what a strat match like a like a like a like a yeah yeah i i i was making sure i heard you right wow it's just so fucking silly i'm sorry it's very very underwhelming okay <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I don't. I think a, I think of all the matches, that one is going to be the one where we go. Ooh. Like, I, I'm looking. I'm. I, I'm. I mean, I'll give you my picks after, like later on or whatever. But like, I'm. I'm sitting here looking at the card for All Out, and it kind of makes me wonder. Like, do you think that AEW kind of missed the mark by having, like, arguably the biggest wrestling event? like ever with all in and then literally a week later mm-hmm. having all out like it, it's kind of like it's it's like it, it's like going on a very very long downhill on a roller coaster like it's i don't know and then, like i mean i get i i understand I, I i've heard people saying that dynamite this week you know was not very you typical dynamite which is fine because you need like I don't think people could energetically or emotionally involve themselves in like a big holy shit spectacle of it, a dynamite. It felt a little goofy. It felt yeah, a little goofy. That's what I've been hearing, which is which is fine. Like if you have a kind of a meh in between show or whatever, but like I mean if you're they gonna... also had people at the Wyatt funeral and they also had people travel issues getting home from the UK, people okay. sick from the UK. Well that's it's, that's that's Myriad all well and fine, but like I, I thought, it, and I mean this, like whenever it was first announced, this was my thought, and I think it's something they should do, personally going forward. Like, if All In is going to happen again next year, like they've already announced it, then yes. don't, like, don't do all out. Like, do one or the other. Don't do a, a big show like that, and then literally a week later do what's supposed to be like one of arguably your uh, like your biggest pay-per-views not to mention that i know that there are some people the ae the aew diehard faithfuls will still get both events but some people are bitching about like man you know I, I, you know 40 to 50 bucks for the one show and then literally turn around the next week and the same thing again like that's 100 bucks for yep. you know, two events, but we'll <laughs> I literally but, said the same thing earlier. Yeah, well, yeah it's, and a then, it's a mistake. It, it's yeah, a mistake, then, I think. Yeah, and then, well, and then like I said, I mean, there well, and, and, and something. So, 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 a couple things just to kind of catch you up on Tony Khan's press conference. Like he said that All In and All Out are going to continue, and they're going to continue being God. a week apart. 
why um so dumb. yeah because i think that's of, a mistake be, well be, because it's it's a bank holiday in the uk when he has it over there the, the next day and then the next week is labor day here in the u.s yeah, so but... um and and he's he's big on building traditions and he he talked about that and then um he also talked about you know chances of streaming happening seems like it's becoming more realistic i i uh, mean just, just just by the tone and tenor of his of, of what he talked about yeah, yeah but i mean it, it, if they're gonna continue to do it this way with them being a week apart they need to do some sort of deal where if you pay you know this amount like do a package deal like you buy both or whatever you get them for this like a slightly discounted price that you get both because asking i mean granted they don't do pay-per-views every single month like wwe does their premium live events and yes i finally called them that every single month but you're also paying significantly less for the wwe product or whatever on peacock and everything than you are with aew so i i can understand why aew would still be currently at least charging regular quote-unquote regular pay-per-view prices but they, they got to figure out something for next year because i i think that's going to chap some asses i me personally like <laughs> i don't know if I, I i wanted to see all in enough regardless if i if i had been watching it at poots or at beefs or if i had uh been here at my place <laughs> watching it or something like i i probably would have gotten it just because it was it was a big deal so <laughs> but looking no, at this I... all but looking at this all out card and and especially especially the fact that like i i know i know adam mjf and adam cole are a part of the part of this card but the world title's not being defended you're not having the tag team titles defended um i, I mean i i don't know it's no, I agree. It, 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 and we we, we kind of, you know, so I, I think that All Out seems like a very <laughs> serviceable card. It seems like it's going to be a fun show. It seems like it's going to be a good wrestling show. But it definitely feels secondary. And, then, and that's something that I brought up, but I think that there needs to be balance. You know, I think that, you know, and, and, I, and I think that they really counted on having CM Punk defend the real world title against Ricky Starks here. So that whole thing is fucking blown because of this stupid shit that happened. Um, and then and, and that kind of blew a, sh a big hole in their card. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I, I, you know, that that works against it. But, yeah, I mean, definitely, I think having the real world title and the TBS title and the TNT title all defended, but nothing, but, but not your tag titles, your trios titles or your, uh, you know, your actual world heavyweight championship or your actual women's championship. You know, yeah, that that absolutely hurts. So yeah, there, there definitely needs to be some balance in the future for sure. Um, and 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 like I said, I I anticipate buy rates being down for All Out probably quite a bit because of that very reason. Yep. People, yeah. <clears throat> a lot of people went in for All In, and they're like, I can't afford to go in on All Out. Dude, that's that. Yeah, and that's a that's a. Um... What's the word I'm looking for? It's a big ask. It's a big ask. Yeah, yeah man. That's silly. That's and, fucking silly. You know, and and like there was there was talk of having one of them on HBO Max this year. And I'm like, oh, that'd be great. You know, that 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 that'd be a great way to like, you know, 
pacify it, and um, it, it it just never came about. I, I don't know if that was a Tony Khan call or a Warner Brothers call or what the case was, but uh, it's unfortunate. Um, because yeah, like while I am doing it this year, uh, I don't know that I would you know do that in the future having. Two events back to back, you know, fifty bucks a pop. It's not necessarily my jam. Yeah, I mean, if if I was going, like, if 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 I wasn't going and seeing it with friends, you know, and like helping to split that cost, which I will uh, be, by the way. Um, oh, good. I if I was just watching <clears throat> at home by myself. I would probably have bought all in because of the grandeur of it and the card. But I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't buy all out. Like I, I'm not gonna do forty nine ninety nine back to back weekends for AEW. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> and I, I think the casual fan probably wouldn't. Um I think the casual fan or, you know, even like, you know, somebody who enjoys wrestling, like watches WWE faithfully, maybe even watches the, the weeklies of AEW. Like, I think not everybody is going to wind up getting both. I think if there were streaming and, you know, you subscribe to that streaming platform and you got those events, like you get WWE events. Sure. You know, even if I wasn't going somewhere to watch both events, I'd probably still watch both at home if I was subscribed to a streaming service. I don't think it would be a problem at that point. Um, but when you're paying full price, I, I hope since they're going to continue to do both back to back, I hope by next year there is a streaming service in play. Cause I think you'll start to see maybe some numbers start to, to fizzle at that point. Probably. Man, so that's a really? lot. That's that's a lot of money for two back-to-back weekends. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I'm gonna get going. Uh, if you guys want to keep on chatting, you go right ahead. But I got uh, Starfield calling my name. So uh, Starfield, see you, Space Cowboys. Oh. And he's just. Is he Boys still out. there? You there? Oh no, the Matrix Wait. has you. Well, it's on the oh. recording. Yeah, it's, it's on the fine. recording. It's fine. Um, Damn it. Can you guys hear me now? Nope. 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 Not a thing. <laughs> Not good. Oh, that's fun. All right. Yeah, it's it's bad. All right. How about now? Hey. Better. There it is. Cool. Yay. Dude, I don't know. I have no problem with any other program. No problem with any other program except for fucking Discord. It's the only problem or it's the only program I have that drops shit. It's the Zorkfish. I'm I'm not even kidding. Like I never have a problem with Steam. I never have a problem with with like any kind of streaming. Nothing. It's always so, just Discord. Did did we already touch on it or now that beef's gone? Can we talk about how much we hate CM Punk and what a bunch of fucking dumbassery it was at the end of all? Oh, no, we did. You we covered did. that ad nauseum at the beginning Damn of the it. episode. Damn it! That's the first thing we did. Of course. Okay. Uh, well, uh, look, if uh, if you're not going to burrito this year, Poot, um, I uh, think I'm going to drop as well because it is getting towards my Abitty Boo time. Uh, yeah, well, let, let me burrito it really quick. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Thanks, everybody. Bye.